the Motivation Podcast, hosted by Lori Joy Kingwell and Chrissy Van. That's me. And we're taking you on a little off-roading. And every single week, we're going to be joined by our dope friend, Rochelle from True Grit Moto. Woo! Hey, I floss. <laughs> and every week, we are going to ask each other stupid questions, and we're going to answer them. And why, you may ask? Because we can. All right. This is your Motivation. Off-road edition. Um, worst or best Christmas dinner story. I had a hard one with this one. Yeah, it's a hard one. Cause we didn't have, like, we have this routine. Like we just have a Christmas routine. Um, what we do every year for Christmas. Like we go out to the farm and we have a big dinner with my cousins and my aunties and uncles and everybody like that. Um, and then at Dave's, we have a big family supper. I think, I think it's just great because they are all great cookers. So <laughs> the food is, oh, and which is ironic because my child self up until I was probably like 18 or 19, all I would eat was cheese and buns. Like that was quite oh. literally all that was on the plate. So when all of a sudden I started eating all types of foods, every food I <laughs> I suddenly came home, especially with like my side of the family. Um, and I'd fill a whole plate and they would just be like, what? <laughs> I they used to it now, but it was just like, what's happening? You, cause it was just bread and cheese for, yeah. So I love bread and cheese. <laughs> yeah. So my special time story is just the fact that I loved all food and what a great time of Christmas that is. That's it. <laughs> Get it all. That's it. Nice. Uh, I had a pretty awesome one. It was maybe the second year that I moved to BC and my husband and I don't have any family here. We generally don't travel home for Christmas. I just find it extremely expensive. And honestly, if we're trying to double up and see our friends as well, it's the busiest time of year for everyone. So coordinating Mm -hmm. plans is a nightmare. So we stay here. And although this isn't a Christmas night dinner story, because we typically just go off grid for Christmas. This was a Friendsgiving around the American Thanksgiving, and I got invited through a friend of mine that I know from elementary school that lives in Comox. For those not in BC, it's on Vancouver Island, and her friend owned a bakery, and her friend had lost her parents and decided that she was going to host a Friendsgiving, which was basically for anyone that wanted a place to celebrate with people to celebrate with. And so we all went to that and I had a Friendsgiving dinner with probably about 20 strangers. And I remember the day, like it was the first two winters I moved out here. I came for the balmy mild winters and it was the coldest, like the streets were frozen. It was snowing constantly, but it was this lovely snowy day in this warm, delicious bakery. And we had the most amazing spread of food and everybody brought something to contribute. And at the end of the night, everyone went around and was like, let's say something that we're thankful for. And people were like, getting emotional just because it was just this culmination of strangers and it was festive and so beautiful food, beautiful people. Perfect. One of those nights you can't ever recreate. It was just this lovely moment in time where all our paths crossed. I feel like that's what Christmas should be like. That's that's what it is. You know, that's so cool. I love that. That's a good dinner. 
I think mine was actually really similar. Um, an ex of and mine, uh, or me, an ex and me, had um, like an orphans Thanksgiving or um, Christmas dinner at my place, and we had people from like Australia and some people from Germany. We had the people that were living in my basement. We all just like cooked dinner together, just like a whole bunch of random people. Yeah, and um, it was such a good time. It was like there was no family. We didn't know anybody. We were just like all just kind of jamming and chatting about our own Christmas stories. And yeah, it was beautiful. I loved it. I'm totally forgetting that. Cause when we lived in the Cayman islands, our first Christmas, we same thing, no family. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. We all had like this big Christmas brunch and it was like all the new friends that you just made because you really went, especially when you move to a big city or you live in a different country and your friends become your family because yes. you're so far away and you have to have yeah. these big holidays and um you really do kind of double down on the appreciation for having those people because you're so out of the context of the, the things you kind of always do um yeah. at christmas not saying chris you know christmas family is incredible but yeah i those were some of the greatest ones was the um the friends givings and the christmas um dinners with friends and the brunches and all that kind of stuff yeah they're so great they're they're lovely yeah Let's plan one. Oh, okay. Let's make it happen. (laughs) Let's recreate. Let's add some strangers just for fun. (laughs) (laughs) And the apple costume. Yes. It's gone now, but I think, you know what? Um, Maybe that is something I, well, I don't know if they're allowed necessarily because COVID or might have to wait another year or something. But as the leaders, we should do something like that where we all dress up in some like whether it's just Christmas sweaters and stuff like that and and go to some of those care homes and actually have a party. We should actually take that tradition seriously. That would be that would be a good idea. They used to play piano at folks home. Oh, my God. There it is. We could carol. Oh, we could. We should. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be Carol's, not Karen's, not to be mixed up with Karen's. <laughs> Full Carol, Caroline. It's Carol's Carol. time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what is just an all around great Christmas story you got you want to share? Just Danny little Christmas thing that happened. You remember. Oh, I have one. <laughs> this just popped in my head and it's so funny how visual I don't have many memories from my childhood for some reason. I'm working on it. <laughs> but there's a lot that I I do Can't not know. But I was lying in my bed. I remember it was frilly as all fuck. Oh my gosh, no wonder I love ruffles. <laughs> like the duvet on that bed has nothing to do with this story, but just remembering it. And we lived on a busy street corner. And in my child, my, my imagination was just so huge. It still is to this day, but my child's imagination, when I tap into that, it's extremely vivid. And being on the busy street corner, my child brain didn't clue in. I was convinced I like Rudolph had arrived 
but really it was the red light of the street glow. But I remember being so stressed (laughs) behind my curtain, seeing that red glow. And I was like, it's Rudolph. Oh my gosh. I have to get to bed because Santa's not going to come unless I'm asleep. And I remember like forcing myself amongst the excitement to just like fall asleep. And then my sister and I, so my parents would put all the gifts and the stockings and stuff downstairs, but we would know Santa came because there'd be a candy cane on the dresser. So my sister and I had a rule. Whoever saw the candy cane first would wake the other up so we could scope the stash and see if the milk and cookies were gone. And right. so slept Man, you guys had Rudolph it dialed. And, oh, I, <laughs> I was really into it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um, I remember, I remember actually uh, it's more, it's recent. Um, it was when I started getting into motorcycles and uh, my godfather and his wife, Crystal, and my mom had all gone in together and gotten me all the tools and toolboxes to get me started as a motorcycle mechanic. And it's kind of what got me here like today. Oh, that's fantastical. Mm-hmm. And it like blew that's my amazing. mind. I, I like cried and like my mom and like him all going, everybody going in on it together. Yeah. I just felt really special. You know, I felt treated. Definitely. Was, and not only that, it shows how much they believe in yeah, you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They were like, okay, we got this thing. This is it. And then literally like two seconds later comes around the corner was my tool chest. And I was like, what? You guys got my toolbox? <laughs> yeah. And then every that. drawer was full of tools. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was crazy. So yeah, it was best Christmas ever really. Yeah. No kidding. That's awesome. Um, one of my favorite little memories of Christmas is, um, and, and I legit thought it was legit is my mom had taken like a piece of red cloth and sewn a bell to it. And she had my dad, she put it on like one of the bushes outside the house and had, my dad be like, Oh my gosh, you guys come outside, come outside. And it was like, Santa had in the rush of getting back to his sleigh, like ripped his suit and a piece of his suit had come <laughs> off <laughs> on the bush. And we had, so then that got put out every year on um, uncle Frank's desk is what we called it. It was this like old uh, piece of furniture. Anyways, it sat in this specific little spot our whole lives. And I a hundred percent thought we had a piece of Santa's coat. Um, it would have been a very cheaply made coat because I was like, just was like piece of, <laughs> piece of cotton. Now looking back, uh, just you know. Did you tell your that's friends? awesome? Like, I would have. Oh been yeah. Oh when, oh absolutely. Yes. It was like one of those things that when they would come over, I was like presenting them with the cloth of like <laughs> this is. Oh, I told you. And um, yeah. And and even when we knew there was no Santa and everything that it still, it still always came out and sat out because now it was just this like part of a tradition, but I full on thought, yep, legit poor guy that was missing a big old, got a big old hole. (laughs) Probably chilly. I love love that that. so much. Catching a breeze. Parents like that deserve so much kudos. I remember my friend's parents for the Easter bunny would do the baby powder feet on the ground, like just the next level buy into the fantasy. And you're like, it's a lot of work, but in your kid's imagination, like think of back to finding that bell. Your mind is blown as a kid when stuff like that happens, right? right? The beginning is like, (laughs) 
Um, it's good. Oh, Christy, you're go. I was like, let's let my, uh, all right. Final question. Are you pro or anti new year's a go out or stay in, ignore it or celebrate it? Where are you at oh, on the new year's? I'm on people, two minds I feel like that. polarized. See? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm on two minds about that. It depends on, I think it depends on who I'm dating at the time. And it also depends on like what my year has been like. Has my mm-hmm. has my year been insane? Yeah. Okay. I want to just stay and watch a movie and be like, woo, three, two, one. Has my year been kind of like, man, and I could really use a good party? Then I'll hit it. Yeah. I like it and I don't. In, Fair. In I'm kind of with you. I'd like it. I I don't have a big here's the thing. Every single one that I've gone to has been good. Like New Year's parties have been good, but nothing can compare to the Sabin's house party year 2000 <laughs> at 16 years old. We still, our friends still refer to it to this day of new year's parties. And it was just in our buddy's basement. And like, I swear the whole town came out to it in the, and some of the other Dave was there. He was from Wilkie. Um, my husband. Now he was there partying that night. Cause I have pictures. I was like, Oh, Dave was partying there that night too. But it was like the most amazing house party. And I remember we all thought like the world was coming to an end, right? That was Y2K. It was just one of those nights of just, how do you top that? So I feel like I've been chasing my 16 year old self. The world was ending. Like I get it. You guys partied like the world was ending. How do you ever top that? Don't shout out to Sabins. It's funny because I also remember my Y2K New Year's and was at a party, but I was, I was like in grade eight. So it was like supervised party, but I ended up hitting a, the little sister with a pool, like a pool table ball, not on purpose, but I had a shot that went over and got her little sister right in the mouth. So that was my start to the new millennium. I would (laughs) think that leave that in 1999. (laughs) Yeah, she's gonna be still to this day like yeah (laughs) exactly up in bottles (laughs) (laughs) i love new year's though and i i don't necessarily i do a mix i've done tons of party nights till all hours or i've had more intimate ones like really like i had such a nice one in tofino one year where it was just a couple of us a bottle of champagne and some sparklers but I don't know. Every year, even when I have a hard year, I really take that whole reflection moment in. I don't know why Mm. there's that feeling of that new beginning. It just makes me well up in the reflection of the year. Same thing. And that damn old Lang Syne, (laughs) it gets me. The what? I cannot make it. You know the song? like Oh, right. It just hits me in the feels. That moment. The 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 New Year's moment. Yeah, like the countdown. Yes, absolutely. Whether you're every time that sun comes on, all I think about is New York. Yeah. Oh, for I think sure. Of the ball That's dropping. I'm like, for sure. Look at what they're doing in New York. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna turn the TV on so I can watch New York. <laughs> yeah, just yes. sitting at home on the sofa. I love New Year's Day. I find that New Year's <laughs> Day, I will always try and go do something that's feel good, like a good hike or a good, I don't know, hangout. But like 
That's polar bear swim, polar bear. Oh, the polar bear swim. I've never done it. You did it right. Vancouver is home to the oldest polar bear swim in the world. I didn't realize it was done it many years. I was like, oh, I went to meet my mom and auntie down there a couple of years ago and was like, yeah, I'll meet you guys down at the beach and stuff. Didn't know it was just like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people there. It was like you could physically couldn't even get to where they were because the amount of people, it was insane. Had no clue. It was that big of a thing. I thought it was like, yeah, you know, there'll be probably 25 people taking a dip. Might as well watch them. (laughs) No, no. There's like, (laughs) it's all fenced off and there's like bands and DJs and there's DJs. There's DJs. DJs. You know it's a party when there's DJs. Popping <laughs> bottles. Okay, am I am I it? Yeah, That's it? here we go. Okay. What's the best gift you've ever given or the worst? Given. Like been given? No, you that you have given. Oh, that's, I don't know. Cause when you give a gift, you hope it's good and you won't know it's terrible unless they tell you, which they usually don't. Oh, unless you do it on FaceTime and it makes them cry. Oh, but that's a oh, oh, right. Chrissy's got good one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. What is it? I told my mom on FaceTime that I was flying home to see her and she had no idea that I had planned it. And my mom loves looking forward to things. So it was just me on the phone. And I was like, yeah. And then when I come see you on, and I just slipped the date in just casually in the conversation. And so it was so cool seeing on FaceTime, her being utterly confused (laughs) and then her brain (laughs) being like, wait, what? And then I was like, yeah, I'm coming. And and that was, that was the jam. So surprises. They're the best. I love that. Mine would, I guess, be one in the same, the best and the worst that I've given. So when I was a little kid and you don't have really any money when you're a little kid. And I went to go buy uh, my mom a Christmas gift at the dollar store. And there was like a little Santa. So I bought her the Santa and she was just like, oh, I love the Santa. And I was like, (laughs) you do. So every year I would go out and buy her another Santa from somewhere. And it became like, (laughs) I got her a Santa for like 10 years in a row. And I look back and I noticed that like the Santa slowly, but surely got kind of like pushed and mom loves to decorate. She's got, you know, we just moved her. And I think she had equal parts Christmas bins and just her regular life stuff. It was outrageous. Even the movers oh were like, gosh. are we still bringing Christmas bins in? I was like, look, there was a lot of Santas. It's a long story, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure she was never really into Santas and that it was one of those things that you put. You, how, how do you tell your kid at one any point that like, stop buying me Santas? It all started with like that these. bell in the bush. Right? So I think she loved it. At, you know, the sentiment was there. And my mom is, you know, a memory hoarder. But um, I don't know if she ever really loved Santa's. So it could have been the worst and the best all mixed into one. <laughs> that truly is the worst and the best gift yeah, ever. Right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine was I my ex. She had got me the best gifts ever. Like people always give me the best gifts. And I didn't know what to get her. And the only gift I got her was a shirt that was too small. And it literally said, kick it like grandma on it. (laughs) She opened it up and she was like, yeah. And then she looked at it. She was like, kick it like grandma. 
I don't even, what does that mean? <laughs> what to this mean? day, it's literally, it's literally something that still gets brought up. And she's oh. like, kick it like grandma. Like what? <laughs> I took a picture of her in it. And it's like, she's just, I'm like, I, I'm, I don't even know. Please I thought find it was that photo cat. as well. So we can put I that will, up. Absolutely. Yeah. When I'll I, send it. I'll send amazing. it. I was talking out loud to Dave about this question and I was trying to think and, and Dave said that he was like, probably the worst gift that he's ever given. He said when he was a kid, he didn't know he was out Christmas shopping and he he smelled this deodorant and he was like, that's nice. And so that's what he got his mom for Christmas was this (laughs) stick of deodorant. I was like, that's the cutest thing as a little kid imagine getting deodorant from your little little bunkin oh i did that when you're a kid though you don't realize like at school we had this little crafty fair and (laughs) where you like it was like a thrifty fair so like people would donate things and then you could buy from the donation thing and i bought my dad the tie that he donated (laughs) oh I didn't Did you know, know that he had donated it? No. That oh, is why no one told me until I was older. <laughs> he Nobody did the whole, like, me. oh, it's so nice. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, That's so stupid sweet. kids. I love that. <laughs> stupid bum bums. All right. Well, what, what little merry message do you want to send out? This is a spontaneous moment. Make sure that if you're going to go visit people that you keep your bum out so they can spank it. (laughs) Okay. Care homes. (laughs) Like the care homes. You know what the key is though? There's going to be, this is spliced into a couple of episodes. And so this will be at the end of the second episode and your story about the care home is in the first episode. And so if they don't tie it together, there'll be a big old question mark. (laughs) Now they have to watch the first or listen to the first episode. We'll have to watch the first episode to get it. Christy, how about you? Don't be a cotton-headed ninny muggins and have yourself a wonderful holiday season. Oh, I love Mm. it. Yeah. Okay. Mine would be when you feel like you're going to go out and buy that one more gift for that one more person that you love, have a little think and think, are they going to really remember that gift? Or is there something you can replace it by doing something a little different, like maybe a letter mm-hmm. or maybe something that you make or maybe some just gesture or a horse you do or a horse. You know what? Mom, dad, <laughs> still possible. <laughs> slipped up. You slipped up. You're real guns and dunced it. So that's uh that's ours. Have yourself a merry, merry little, little Christmas. We're such a good choir. <laughs> I don't know the lines, you know. Oh uh, yeah. shit. You just went off-roading with the Motivation Podcast, hosted by Lori Joy Kingwell and myself, Chrissy Van. And of course, a special thank you to Rochelle from True Get Moto. Whoop, pause it. Never miss an episode by hitting like or subscribe. Connect with us on Instagram at Motivation Podcast and visit our website at themotivation.com. And in the meantime, full tanks, full throttle. I think this is good though. It's like healthy, you know, like people will be like, oh my God, I don't (laughs) floss.
Well, it's going to be so hard not to laugh to get through this intro. <laughs>